everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dice Before Dishonor and Echoes of Honor. Because now, if you remember, well, first of all, if you have not been listening to our bonus content, Echoes of Honor, I highly recommend you go back. It is not a waste of time. As a matter of fact, it opens several avenues of storyline and entrenches a deeper more intimate feel in some of our characters, as well as giving you a big picture of the international ties that Opera and Taldor have with other nations. There is a purpose, there is a method to our madness, I promise you. And tonight's episode is actually, technically, Echoes of Honor episode 10, and Dice Before Dishonor prologue series episode, I believe we're at 0.12 and 13 at this point, bringing us very close to the finale. The party finally reunited a acquaintance, someone who wishes to sort of rub air elbows with the local nobility, some cavaliers as it were. The party finds themselves at a particular parlor. They enjoy good company, good wine, each other, tall tales, and since they are still technically in the employ of one Romeo Casti, their mission is not yet complete. Sir Winston, Sir Bartholomew, have been carousing just about every tavern and dockside manor you could imagine from the Grand Bridge, Canal Row, near Imperial Square, West Park, Lionsgate, Crownsgate, the Narrows, why, even Eastport and Westport, waiting for the return of their two companions, one who traveled southeast to Kadira, exploring another culture, a rival culture, and a religion, which only until recently, with the reestablishment of a shrine here in Opera was outlawed for hundreds of years. But that's another story. Meanwhile, coming out of the or the Imperial Navy's home of Casimir, a logging community, and a huge trade port for Taldor, Leon, our fly samurai, and a few new companions, a mercantile dwarf who claims to work for the Sovereign Crown, and a mysterious Azamar Bard who, for some reason, always has a certain brand of toilet tissue in his backpack, have traveled from Casimir back to Opera. All seem to have appointments and something to do, so parting ways that leaves Leon climbing the steps once again. Leon, it was not such a long time ago. Day, a week? Two weeks tops? How long has it been since you each photographically, panoramically walked through the threshold of this doorway, described yourselves, your mounts, and the new blossoming tentative relationship with each other as a carriage rented, still bearing Romero Casti's Pegasi emblazoned standard, bringing Tapo, the Castellan Cavalier, into your midst and whisked away to the nearby church, the Belissa of the Last Man. Our first adventure together. We've been split apart, brought together, a splinter of another party whispered to us from a Romeo. And now, with trepidation, you climb the steps, re-entering the parlor, Leon. You're greeted. You find Sir Bartholomew and Sir Winston lounging, awaiting your return. Lord Gildevarth apparently also had only recently joined them this very day. Three heads turn to see you. Leon, my old comrade, you've returned. <clears throat> um, uh, oh. Leon, welcome back, brother. Sword brothers, it is good that we are all back again. How was your journeys? Gildavarsh, it seems you're not dead. I don't suppose you've left any mead. I have this keg, and it's waiting. Uh, Leon, by the way, you're going to get pissed drunk within the next 30 minutes. That's the plan. 
<laughs> Great. We've worked with this. Near half past the hour into your cups, gentlemen, feeling the power of the strong mead served to you. Romero. Drink, drink, drink. Go, Leon, drink, drink, drink. Go, Leon, drink, drink, drink. <laughs> Look at him go. <laughs> He's quite the acrobatic yeah. one. I must, I definitely need to remember this place. Where, where am I again? This is a stumbling night. Oh, right. I'm usually down to the docks. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you guys are in a private parlor. <laughs> Leon, I knew there was a little bit of orc in you. Whap! Slap him in the back. He still keeps I can't say as I've ever heard that one before. Thanks, I think. <laughs> Unannounced, or perhaps you gentlemen were a little bit distracted in your cups, Romeo Acasti bursts into the room. Gentlemen! Oh, oh, a visitor! Acasti! Oh my god, Acasti! Get decent, boys. You should have seen it. You should have seen it. That man orc ate 47 chicken wings in one sitting. Oh, it was incredible. A man after my own soul. I wouldn't have caught those 47 chickens if I were those chickens had it coming. Wait, 40, 47? How would the math work? Huh. So as he's, you know, kind of rumbling over that in his head, I'm waving a chicken wing. I have no idea how that math works, but it does. I don't know, but you, but I'll take another 47 more. Acasti, order another 47 chickens. Undaunted by your current state, Alcasti launches into his usual pleasantries. Gentlemen, it is so good to see you in good spirits. I'm afraid I have both good and ill tidings. First off, you will be proud of me, I hope. Not only have I managed us all invitations to court, but I have also caught the ear of Princess Eutropia herself. With your evidence of Heronia's greatness in hand, I know the princess will listen to us. I also shall provide you all with fine clothes for the evening so you won't look too out of place, Romeo says, referring to your battle-hardened armor in place of a proper courtier's outfit, which he's apparently going to provide. And I've also written a lovely speech for the occasion. Don't worry, I'll signal you to chime in at the proper points. I've taken care of everything. I just want you to focus on looking your best. However, an appointment at court does not come easily, and I'm afraid we're sort of on a waiting list, but I'm sure everything will go swimmingly in a 10-day. In the meantime, gentlemen, as to the ill tidings, an agent of mine I sent on a milk run errand to the north tombs of Alcasti Heronia herself has returned to me a bit of ill fate he says doffing his cat I learned this very morning that Tapo our good friend has fallen in battle in service to the Alcasti name gentlemen a moment if you will for a fallen comrade I would ask you to ride north and retrieve his body from the Elkasti tomb so that we may intern him properly to his family with a proper burial. And my sincerest condolences. He hangs his head and he sort of nods and, well, that's it, as so to speak, and takes one step out of the room and says, oh, there's, there's one other thing. Um, he did 
actually fail at his mission, I had hoped he would retrieve some of the laurels and metals that my esteemed great-great-great-great-grandmother honestly earned and wore. I know Tapo would want you to succeed where he... I'm sorry, gentlemen. I don't want to say the word failed. He was a fine man. You know, a couple of tears. He says, however... Um, where he could not. Say yes. no more, Alcasti. Tatapo! Here, here! Tatapo! Tatapo! Sheldrick Alcasti's face. Staggering, I'll, spilling mead everywhere. Alcasti steps into the room and the door to the parlor closes behind him as he shares a drink with you for his fallen comrade and explains the details of the mission. Gentlemen, not three days later, refreshed, sobered, re-equipped, resupplied, you find yourselves where there. you yeah, you find yourselves at the foot of Mount Antios, where the noble tombs reside. Many families have made quite a fuss of digging into the mountainside, interning their dead with great honor. It was fashionable for hundreds of years. The directions you're given by the sole survivor. An illusionist in Alcasti's employ gives a detailed account of the dangers as well as directions. And sure enough, you find an open, quiet, foreboding door to a tomb bearing the insignia of the Pegasi, common on the Alcasti standard. It says here in the notes, bring food and water. I, I can't imagine we would camp here for very long. Clearly a man that is educated and worldly. Clearly a man who has too much time to spend with the I, I make certain that I have brought extra food and water. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly meta from the same player. So how did we let him convince us to go grave robbing? We were drunk. Yeah, that totally sounds like a drunk maneuver. Gentlemen, think not of the act. Think only of procuring Tapo's body for proper burial. The relief it will give his family. We have as much honor to restore to him. I will lead the way. Follow. Let he who step first step with honor. Um, oh, shit. I've lost my map. No. That's okay. Right. Theater of the mind. We'll go with it. And we win. Yay. Oh, you want to see this place. There are a couple things of note. Were there any red circles that we're not supposed to see? Ha 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 ha. I listened. Now, when we, uh, before we struck out, did we think to get a detailed map from said illusionist? Yes. Yes. As that I said, is the correct he, answer. Yes. As I, as I <laughs> said, gentlemen, the illusionist described the dangers and the layout of the place. We will so, we know, so we know what we're getting into. As far as he had explored, yes, beyond the, that... that this hallway says, beware the hands. Not quite certain what that means, but okay. Uh, okay, get you onto the map here. Where are the players? We don't know. Winston. We send the horses in first. That's right. Stomp anything that's not us or other horses. Yeah, choke my horse, you fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little salty, Frank. A little just, salty. Just a, just a little bit. A little bit. I spent three days in them fucking caves. No, you I'm, didn't. I mean, I hear the illusionist spent three days <laughs> in the damnable caves. Marching order, gentlemen. Quiet, uh, foreboding, and already upon the first room, as the illusionist detailed an ancestry written out on a tablet. Bartholomew takes front with shield out and axe up. Okay. Relying on dark vision at the moment? 
Yes. Okay. Behind him comes who? Who? Uh, I would go behind him, but I can't rely on dark vision, so someone with a light, please. I'll bring a light. I All spark right. up a torch. All right. Yeah, Leon right behind. Winston as well lights a torch in, in the one hand while he's got his lance ready in the other. Okay. You want the archer in the back, guys? Somebody said not, Leon in behind. I just... Not 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 to put other people where I want them, but Leon, I would... I'd go behind Bartholomew, but I can't see without a light, like, beside me. Or you're, you're flanked by light. Yeah, so I can see so- now. Yeah, there's two, there's two <laughs> light sources, so... Yeah, and you can move through my square at needed. That's true. As long as you end your movement. Mm-hmm. So it's Bartholomew, Leon, Winston? It's Bartholomew, Lord Gildavarsh, Leon, Winston at the moment, unless you gentlemen wish to change it. Feel free to take point. So I will have spent just enough coin to get a, uh, a different kind of shield. Wait, it's who a... has a magic talking <clears throat> sword? Nobody. We gave it back. That's bullshit. I know, right? The best magic item we'll find forever, and we gave it back. Oh, Throw the sword into the dark room, say, what do you see? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tactical advantage. Thank you, Pathfinder. Alright, so while Jeff's not paying attention, we intend on totally making this dungeon our little biatch, right? Well, Bartholomew. Yes. I'm going to throw an axe, and it's going to miss, but I'm going to throw the axe anyways because it's canon. Just so we all know. There's a door in front of you. I throw my axe. Who's holding the illusionist's map? Who's giving us directions from this point on? Now, you've all looked at it and glanced at it and, you know, have a layout of the rooms in not your mind. Not me. <laughs> That's not my style. Mm. Well, shield. Varth. <laughs> not too meta that the player that was here is also giving directions. Sure, why not, right? Because we have Even a bowman, I... his hands are full, right? Messina yeah. has is double-handed and opening doors as well as using his glowing eyes. A detailed map and directions from Scariso, the illusionist has led you through narrow hallways past a large granite slab table with a recording of names, births and deaths, a stale looking pool of water in an adjoining room with a pegasi over top and an eerie hallway full of alcoves, smashed statues and a door that according to the wizard lays stone crawling lethal hands and possibly constructs that can explode into an electrical finale of doom for the players. What do you do? Hey, Gildavarsh, I think you should go first. I kind of look at look up from the map, and what makes you think that? You're the highest board. All right, if the honor of entering the room shall be mine, then so be it. I tuck my torch into the uh, sconce holder in the shield... Bring my shield forward and advance. All right. I follow up behind him knowing that I've totally set him up. Set me up to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, your, I... your last character survived this door. There's no way Ryan's going to let your new your other character survive this, this one's door. not. You're dying now, fucker. That's right. All right. Right uh, behind him. Right behind him. Okay. I'm ready in action to not let him die. All okay, right. so move up to the door and open it. All right. Where are the rest of you compared to these two? Right behind Bartholomew. Oh, they look like they're a safe distance back. <laughs> Gilgarth, do you feel that on on your back? Um, that's me. That's a little low for a hand. That's not my hand. <laughs> oh, sick fucker. Boy, did you guys miss each other, eh? Great to be back in the party. <laughs> All right. With great trepidation, 
that's the word I was waiting for. The okay. final scribbling from the illusionist was some mentioning of the maddening, consistent tapping and scrabbling that the hand made while he had to rest there for several days. In my head, I'm picturing it playing that cup game. <laughs> Shush, dog. Shush. Barkley, stop it. Stop it, Barkley. Something's got Barkley riled up as he sniffs the air. Clearly, this wizard lost his mind. I take several deep breaths behind me and go in. All right. I can't get past the door. Door's not opening. The door opens with not much resistance. Inside, the scene before you is almost exactly as the illusionist described, but something is missing. Is it a red square that we're not supposed to see? Is it a body of a tapo? There is a body of a tapo. That much is apparent. There was a battle here. Why you actually laying on the stone bare floor see several mangled stone chopped up what could possibly once be statue hands. There is a pile of debris atop a landing, mostly wood chunks. And there is a single body to your left, near a wall. Face down in disgrace, you recognize that scale mail. Oh, Tapo. Well, you had a good run. Move up to the body. He deserved a better fate than this. The illusionist claimed there were four in his party. A mysterious man from Tian Xie, damn it, even phonetically spelled out for me, I still messed it up. Tian Xi. Tian Sha. From Tian Sha, a Ulfin who goes by the same family name as Leon, proudly declaring himself of the Vinmark family. And Tapo, the Castellan Cavalier. Not mounted, but deadly, particularly on a castle wall with a bow. No obvious sign of the rest of the party. Romeo said only Scariso made it out alive, and only one body. Um, a Winston is mounted right now, right? Winston is, on, is yes. yes, Winston is on Barkley. He's the only one that can fit in here. I feel safer. Indeed. What do you wish to do, gentlemen? So right. moving, moving over to the body, yeah. I motion over to Bartholomew. Well, Tapo's clearly here. The wizard wasn't lying about that, but I don't see anybody else. Perhaps they weren't dead after all. I, I go to examine the body and just kind of, if it's fairly fresh, I'll kind of take Tapo's body and just throw, try to pick him up and throw him over my shoulder. Okay. Oh, dude, that's super gross. Yeah. Cu- couple days travel here, couple days travel back, a couple days travel here by a second party. He's been dead over a week. Yeah, yeah there's, the there's, there's it all together. There's liquid Tapo on you now. Super gross. <laughs> I didn't see anybody else doing this. Well, no, I was going to drag him out. Gentlemen, perception, and as Echoes of Honor completely hates, heel checks could possibly give you more information. He's totally dead. <laughs> Wait, there's a pulse. Cause of death? Um, Leon, perception eight. Okay. Nothing seems, <laughs> nothing seems amiss here, Leon. <laughs> Samish, perception nine. It's musty in here. There is, de- there is debris. There's some old urns along the wall, and there's good a old perception tapo. of 23 from Bartholomew. Ooh. Oh, that's that's Bark knows. Yeah, lots yeah, of tell Bartholomew. And Winston? 
Uh, Winston got a perception of nine and a heal of ten. He's very oh, yeah, the heal checks today. Okay. Winston, are you dismounting and going over and asking to examine the body? Because no, Bartholomew has... I am not. Okay. I will. I am... Heal of 15. Yeah, I'm not mounted either, and I got a heal check of 19. Okay. Sorry, Winston, what was your original heal? Uh, my original heal was 10. Okay. 10, he is dead. He has been burnt. Leon and Sir Gildervarth, you remember the wizard mentioned something about a contraption that exploded. There was a flash of white light that he sort of witnessed from around a corner. An electrical burn. Is there any uh, sign of what could have exploded? No, but there's marks on the floor of what Ground Zero was, a square away from where Bartholomew retrieved the body. The man has obviously been dead for at least nine days and shows the you know initial signs of decay that you guys are familiar with from Battlefield and that, that sort of training. Perception around... There are no tracks. There are the signs of scuffle and battle and such. There is a strange sort of stain that runs from point zero, scorch marks on the floor, all the way up the stairs to the woodpile. And who had a perception over 20? I did. I had a 23. Bartholomew, while they're all poking at the body, giving opinions beyond your knowledge or whatever, and everyone's looking around the room, something shifts beneath your feet looking down you see yourself looking at a very very large black with gray tipped feathers one or two as i go to retrieve the body seems like there was a large crow you're holding the body you already retrieved it you shouldered the body and then they all came into there i shouldered the body and i also pick up the feather okay they are exceptionally large like this feather is well over 13 inches long this bird was probably would have a wingspan of like five feet huge i walk out hauling the body i'm like leon and just hand off the feather and that's the all i say okay so bartholomew is going to exit the tomb take tapo out secure him on a horse that kind of thing yeah Leaving, I, leaving you the rest of you to deal with what's with, left i'll go with him and uh help him load Tapo onto the cart. Yes, right. your, your wagon. Yeah. Okay. That leaves Gildervarth and Leon. Uh, I think I'm going to hold point until the group kind of gets back. Okay. No point in going any farther with a split group, and I certainly don't want anything sneaking up on us. Well, Bartholomew has technically already split the party. It's going to happen. When they leave and moments turn into minutes as the gentlemen are obviously outside and you know securing the body and whatnot what are the two of you doing Gildavarth waits patiently leon do you examine this feather you're handed to you i do um also Gildavarth, i think it might be prudent to move towards one of the centers of the room or what not to the center but towards the corner of the room that way at least we know exactly what direction these any potential enemy could arrive from agreed good thinking um, let's spark up a second torch and at least throw it up. Yeah, I'll fire up a second torch. Um, so I've got one attached to a, uh, a mounting bracket on my shield. Yes. Um, I'll just try to throw it right up there. Just, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. So I can keep a better stand and then I'll, I'll guard. You throw try, it from where, Frank? From my current position. To your north? Uh, kind of northeast-ish between the two sets of stairs to better illuminate the room. 
Behold, a torch. And Lord Gildavath said, Let there be light. Aww. And there was. And on that note, while he's doing that, I look, um, I take my, I, I make sure my bow is out, but in only like one hand, and I examine the feather I've got. All right. What's your skill set, sir? Nature? History? Geography? Uh, I have knowledge history. Knowledge history nine. All right. Um, history nine. Uh, without even hitting a DC 10, nothing relevant I can point out at the moment. However, I can tell you this. You know of no such crow that could grow to a size that would sprout feathers this large. Mm. So do I see him kind of musing over this giant feather as I stand guard? Yep. Okay. Um, is there any family heraldry, any kind of relationship to noble houses to these yeah, with, nobility with would a giant nice bird <laughs> from what i understand the creature that this came from they're not known as a noble race they're actually sort of a downtrodden race they're a foreign race on the other side of the planet knowledge of nature would be your lowest um so it sounds like there are no um, noble families in the area that are associated with giant birds i'm trying to see if this could be a guardian creature uh, or a tomb inhabitant that's associated with one of the noble families. Okay, well, let's go with tomb inhabitant. inhabitant. Um, clockwork creatures, animated creatures, were common with those of wealth. Um, it could be left over. I mean, there are sort of a bits of fur about. It's just peculiar because it seems fresh. That's the biggest point. This was plucked from a creature, you know, even a feather that's been like lying in your basement because a pigeon got in that's years old or whatever does show signs of dust and decay and this looks like it's been dropped recently like within you know a week or so within days um, okay with a knowledge nature which you guys don't have you could probably tell a little bit more of that kind of thing but one thing is perception apparent with your taking 10 as you guys look over the feather together and discuss it is um, there are Taldorian families that have standards that have all sorts of beasts and you know that kind of thing in it but it's more likely that it, like you said this is either from a guardian creature or it just should not be here period and that's what really raises the sort of hmm hmm so I'll turn to Leon and say I, I can think of no families that would harbor such creatures most likely it is a, an interloper nor can I. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. Uh, you gentlemen wait to move on to your companion's return. Yep. Using over this giant feather. After a while, I put the feather in like a back pocket or something. Because there's better things I need that hand for. Okay. Can never have too many fletchings. Stuff it in your hat. Can never have too many pockets. <laughs> now, that w wouldn't that be great? He like wears it like a feather in his hat. And like you know, people that know Tengu are going, that's barbaric. <laughs> My God. It's like, you know, it's like an orc wearing an elf ear or something, you know, in some it's cultures. It's Leon the Tengu Slayer. <laughs> Leon the, the underworld becomes very upset with you. Anyway, Bartholomew, Winston. Yes. Secure the body on the horses without <laughs> incidents and return. Perfect. Exactly Excellent. what I hoped happened. Okay, we return. I advance up the stairs. By God, someone's left a torch here. Explains <laughs> everything. This torch looks fresh. There is a pile of debris, stone, and wood. Possibly furniture or a table is smashed all to hell and left here. And that trail of sort of a green, almost fluorescent, faded, oozy trail going up the stairs and stopping at the wood pile. Slowly, surely, that's how you bleed a life. Sorry, I've been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeons lately. <laughs> okay. It's a really dark game. All right. I take some time and have a good look around, 
Okay. Um, and just let Winston kind of wander and sniff. Ah, you ask your animal companion to have, you know, investigate, use his nose, yes. nose the ground. All right. Yeah. Uh, Barkley taking a lap. Can I have a perception check for Barkley, please? You certainly can. Just, in, I believe, actually, Rashid, I can do that right uh, now. Although most of you gentlemen, save one, have never been here as a player, and certainly not characters, it suffice to say that any sense from trespassers left that are nine days old, or even six days old, is probably, you know, dissipated even in a sealed room. And our audience, and myself, but not you guys, <laughs> know that it would be very difficult for Barkley to track them anywhere outside of this room. Uh, I got a 15. Ah, well, Barkley does seem or very interested does seem very interested in the trail and pin, like focuses it on it. Has a sniff up Gildavar's leg, a little wander around the woodpile, up and down the stairs past Leon, gets to ground zero with scorch marks is, and then just kind of looks around and goes back up. You know, just, just you, you can tell he's taking note of the features that you guys have noticed, but doesn't seem to do anything with the knowledge. He doesn't like, aha, point off in a direction or, you know, want you to go out or, you know, pick up a French fresh scent of anything. Okay. This much Fair. is obvious in his behavior. Okay. So, play, so really, play, play through. <laughs> Rooting around the uh, ruins right there with kind yep. of my sword tip, moving some junk aside. Okay. Nothing jumps out at me because I'm still kind of looking for a hand. You know, we were warned that there were hands here. Um, You did find hands, not ones that are jumping around, but there are hands on the floor that have been severed. Okay. Uh, or smashed or, you know what I mean? You pick up a piece of stone, looks like a finger, and then there's a smashed pile of rubble beside it going, hmm, this could have been a, a hand statue, you know, that kind of thing. They've been destroyed. No sign of the one that Scarazio said that there might be one or more left over. Scarazio. So, you know, so as I root through, I kind of, you know, two fingers up to my eyes and then point towards the door. Yes, at the top of the stairs, almost in the corner, there is another door. And Romeo Alcasti did urge you to explore the tomb deeper and succeed where poor Tapo had failed. Kind of moving myself in position. Until Frank's itching for this one because his last character almost got killed here. <laughs> oh, dude. I will leave this. <laughs> he wants it. I've so, got armor I'll... and a shield and a weapon. Yep. Right. I'm good to go. All right. Open the door. Opening the door. The door. The door. Da, 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 da. One second here. Let me give you the actual, you know, uh, description. Send these vermin a message. The rightful owner has returned, and their kind is no longer. <sighs> This sparse room holds little beyond a lacquered wooden coffin. There is a mangled clockwork-looking owl lies a few feet away, and there is the strong, acrid smell of corrosion filling the air. Oh? No sign of any crawling hands. Um, I mean, I'm not going to shy away from danger, so I'm going to step into the room. Okay. I'll brave it. All right. See how dangerous the environment is in here. Because you said something about an acrid smell. Yes. There's a, a strange acrid smell of corrosion filling the air. It's very strong. There's the lacquered coffin before you where you assume the great general Lady Heronia Alcasti is interred. <laughs> Romeo Alcasti eagerly hoping that you'll retrieve some medals of honor and laurels from her. What's, what's most curious is you do hear a small clicking, winding up sound coming from your left and realize that the clockwork smashed up owl still moves. It's spinning its head towards you, regarding you with one good eye. I'll turn shield up. Okay. In advance. Okay. No. Stay back. Danger. Can I have a reflex save, please? 
You may indeed. The best way I can describe what's happening to you is everyone remembers high school. Do you remember what they called a janitor's closet where the floor is raised stone and actually has a large sink basin at ground level? Yep. Okay. And, St- and they would store chemicals and stuff in here. Imagine taking an entire bottle of bleach and just spraying it around the room and then closing the door and letting that sit for half an hour or less. And as you pass by the door, what's that smell? But opening the door and sticking your head in this bleach cloud, burning your nostrils, is what you experience now closing on the owl. And it overwhelms your senses. So did you want a reflex save or a fortitude save? A reflex save as your senses go, oh, hell no. Have breathed in, you shall take damage. But how much as that sort of latent, you know. Oh, okay. So I got a 14 on my wills, uh, uh, reflex save. All right. Sorry, what'd you get? 13? No, 14. 14 is actually the DC. So you, uh-huh. you take only <laughs> one point of damage. So before what? I do anything else, mm-hmm. so my my eyes start to burn, my lungs start to burn. That thing said no danger. Yeah. No, I, what did, what like did I said, say? It didn't, didn't think you'd get close until you were like, you know, you're stepping into the cloud. Uh-huh. And too late, it tries to warn you as the invisible cloud of acid starts burning you and your lungs and you sort of, you know, reel backwards, but you still manage, even though you succeeded the reflex for half, you still manage to like, oh. <laughs> so if, I mean, before I jump back, do I have the option if I go there to grab the owl and then bomb yes, out of the room? Yes, sorry, I shouldn't okay. move you. It Every round you stay in here, you will be making reflex saves. So you could okay. possibly, like, clam up and, you know, cover yourself and try not to breathe. But Yeah, so here, I mean, yeah, it, if that are. thing tried to warn me, maybe it's stuck in here, too. So I was going to grab it and then back out of the room. I was going to be nice and it. give you a, a plus one to your saving throw because he warned you, but you did make the DC. Okay. So you scoop him up? Yep. Okay. Does he so, attack me? No, so let's count this as rounds. Surprise! Oh no, you got burnt. That's a half a round, you got attacked. Okay, so like round one, as it were, you have to step in. Well, I guess you could retrieve something from an adjacent square, so I'll give it to you. So you reach into the square as a standard action and grab the owl. Okay. Well, I have to drop my sword to pick him up. Okay, you drop. So I'll, yep, drop my sword, pick up the owl, and then back out of the room. Okay, so uh, move your movement. So there's... Uh, five, ten, move, at, move action to retrieve, and then you've got your... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can make it back out of the room. Okay. Well, you just bring Buddy with you. Yep. So you're here? Well, I'd go five feet further, but the door won't let me through. Oh, sorry. There you go. There we go. Right? Yep. And then set it down, you know, coughing and trying to splash water from my canteen into my eyes. The room is filled with a gas! Okay. Leon and Winston and Gildervarth, may I please have a reflex save as to your horror you realize that he has brought the source of the acid cloud out of the room with him oh shit (laughs) oops it becomes apparent to you exiting the room that you've picked up this thing reflex save 22 all right reflex 16 i got a reflex of eight all right what about barkley and barkley yes 
Sorry, guys. It's <laughs> all right. Live and learn. That's, that's very, very. I actually appreciate Jay not metaing on this one and Aiden keeping silence because both know, you know, what was going on here. I was always well, watching your cameras to see if they were like waving you off, like, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. You know, even the owl was like, danger. No, you scoop them up. Oh, we're we going for I didn't right? realize that the owl was <laughs> the store so that it would travel. He never quite. I think you guys suspected that last game, but he never well, quite. But- I, I mean, the owl was in the middle of it. We didn't know that he was the cause. Oh, yeah. yeah you know uh, now. Barkley's reflex is 23. All right. One cloud. I have rolled one D6. Okay. Those who have passed take only one point of damage. Those who failed take three because you always round down on a halfsies. And Matt's Winston is the only one that failed a DC of 14. The rest of you pass. Yeah. So another point for Sir Gildavarth. A new point for Leon, the samurai. Three points for Winston and one point for Barkley. Oh, you know what? No, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Barkley, we don't have the jumping away. We have the, you know, gentlemen just kind of going down, you know, being able to act freely in a sort of a semi-combat fashion. He surprises you by bringing this out, (laughs) going into like the next, you know, turn or what have you. Um, Surprise! Yeah. Surprise, motherfuckers! Yes. So if I know that, the, well, if it's apparent now that this thing is like issuing some kind of yes, invisible gas, I'm gonna chuck it into the far corner where Bartholomew is, or back into. The I'm room. so sorry. We <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hardly I mean, knew you. He probably means the corner that would affect me. In this corner, well, you're already affected. Aren't you? I want to get it far away from yeah. the doors so we can uh, down here. go into it's up the to you, man. Pick a corner. You know what? It's almost like a grenade, right? You don't really have time to think. You don't pick a direction. You're just like away, right? So just yeah, pick, I just hot pick. potato that thing. All right. So do west. All right. So twink into the corner. <laughs> Plink. Plop. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The following round. Okay. Luckily, my cloud. Now, can you? I've actually brought this up. I've tried to. Can you see the actual aura? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. As long as it covers like a good third of the square. I'll I'll have it, but Leon is like it's barely a fifth of Leon Square, so I think you're good. <laughs> so, no acid damage this round. The Clockwork Owl flying through the air and smashing. Not again. <laughs> Hitting the floor. <laughs> I, I've been a good bird. No, fuck you. All right, so I you know throw it off into the corner. Damnable thing. Okay. And and say you know what it is. <laughs> It's some token beast that's issuing a foul acid scent. It's burning my, my eyes. It lies still for a moment, but still having a tiny little bit of hit point life left. The head creepily like spins 180 and looks up at the ceiling. And again, it clicks at you. Danger. Do not approach. I am dysfunctioning. Well, that would have been good to know before I picked you up. I attempted to warn you. At first, I thought you were with the others. What What others? The knights that came before us? Or were there other creatures? The man in the black cowl. Does that look like the a, a matching description of the wizard? I don't remember. Uh, he, men- he mentioned a guy that was all in black from uh, Tenzia. Damn it. From Tianxia. Man in black from Tianxia. No. I heard others with him but did not see them. He took the remains of my master, and I pleaded with him to return them. I what? will tell you the story. And 
it stops moving. Well, we had a good run. Clearly it's cursed. Let me destroy this. He said that the black-cowled figure stole the remains. We should check out the uh, sarcophagi, see if there's anything left. See if those laurels are there. I wonder if there's any way to repair the bird. I assume if you're acid-resistant, you could go hazard an attempt. Oh, no, it would certainly be something to come back for later, but I guess it's not really up to us. As a GM, I can tell you that technically this clockwork malfunctioning device could be fixed or disabled, as it were, to be transported safely. If only we had a stone box. Or a rogue. Or a rogue. Or a bag of holding. That would ruin it. A a hold of bagging. A bagger that holds. Right then. Anyway. Shall we continue searching for these medals of valor? Hopefully no one has beat them to it. Especially this man who's in black, but in no connotation racist. Hmm. So I will kind of cautiously step back into the sarcophagus room. Is it still deadly? Who's going in the room? Everybody? Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. Everybody pile into the room. A lacquered coffin lies before you. Gentlemen, can I have perception checks from Bartholomew and Varth? I'm going to pick my sword back up, and then I'm going to make this damn perception check, which I suck at. Survey says 11. 12. Okay. I don't know what it is with you, Bartholomew, and stepping in things, but you notice a circular pattern at your feet has been disturbed as if an object had laid here for some time and dust and whatever had settled and now that it's been removed there is that sort of bare spot a slight gradation in the stone as we were does it look like a small owl used to reside here no no that's why you always use a coaster Hmm. hey Gildavarsh look I think you should stand there what do you point at no, he's, pointing at, he's pointing at his feet, and he just basically, there's something about a foot wide, perfectly circular, missing <laughs> dust. Like there was an object lying on the floor that has, you know, got dust, and then somebody moved it. it, it, it it's one of those, stand here. <laughs> Looks like it may have been an object that was taken by that cowled figure. We may never know what was there. Well, we are, Mike's we are going after a tomb that was previously pillaged. Precisely. Did not the bird say it was remains? Were taken. I don't know. Uh, remains not be in the tomb, though. That's a sarcophagi. This makes... Your culture is strange sometimes. The lid of the coffin mocks you as it is closed. I will sheath my sword. This feels more like grave robbing than returning valor. I thought I said that before. I'm reiterating. Because now... I mean, like, why why are we still here at this point? <laughs> knowledge history, gentlemen. Knowledge and ability to think your actions may or may not impede upon your honor. Go ahead and roll. Yeah, I mean, at one point we go, not, no, man, I'm not comfortable with this. Knowledge and ability 20. Oh, good roll. All right. Knowledge and ability 20. Knowledge and ability 8. Nice. Supporting us from the bottom. <laughs> Someone needs to get those load numbers. Winston. That's right. Yes. No ball. No nobility or, no, his, or, or history. <laughs> nobility. Um, Did no you see just, all the dice he dropped a second ago? I, that's your button, man. I pushed your button. So <laughs> you know it works. So for my knowledge history roll, I got a seventeen. For my knowledge nobility, I got a one. All right. So it looks Ten. like two twenties on knowledge nobility. Ten won't tell you much. Fifteen or above will tell you that a family member has given you permission to enter a family tomb and return a belonging 
not desecrate the body. So you should be good. 20 or above, yes, a military man, luckily Bartholomew failed his role, might be irksome if you were at a cocktail party and went, so general, I ripped the medals from her chest. Were you in the crusade? Yeah, they might find that offensive. But the society itself, if you're retrieving something, especially to the family to be displayed, as Romeo has asked, no. Should not impede upon your honor at all. So, so you're saying it may be offensive if at said dinner party we're like, so we kicked the top off of that sarcophaga and I saw her skull. She's got some nice holes. <laughs> oh my god, gross! <laughs> that would be offensive at any party. I'm pretty sure it's held or or cross Galadrian. I mean, no, no, at this point, becomes do we see her? Yeah. Do we see her skull? Nope. No one's opened the lid yet. It still mocks you as yes. it is. All shut. right. So I will. Uh... Seeing his comrades contemplating winston spurs sparkly forward kind of mutters something under his breath along the lines of um charge no it's nonsense the family asked us to do this go forward and push the lid off of the sarcophagi all right lifting the lids you find the solemn remains of a well-dressed obviously in uniform and decorated soldier ancient looking attire probably stylized for the day has melted and rotten away over the passage of several hundred years however upon the breast and breastplate lay several pieces of metal with frayed and worn ribbons the medals and laurels of honor that you seek retrieve them they're the decrepit ruins takes out a cloth and hands it to Winston Winston gingerly using his halfling deafness with care not to disturb anything takes the medals and laurels and puts them on the okay for once i ate the halfling yeah <laughs> like surgical precision right kind of sleight of hand check gentlemen dexterity check as you you know kind of just a basic dexterity check as you try to you know no you just yank him off of there or we try not to disturb the body i will try not to disturb you want a dex check sure and boom i got a 14 okay nice. and bartholomew i'll take that aid um, uh, dex eight rolled a 12. That's all, a 12. all right. Two hours of setting up a tack and rope and lowering <laughs> Win- Win- Winston <laughs> Mission Impossible <laughs> style Bartholomew gives him that perfect angle of you know dangling him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the uh Pinocchio kind of scenario, yeah, just grabs me by the head. <laughs> I thought you grab you by an ankle, so you're like arms up. Anyway, yes, you definitely retrieve the laurels without making too much of a fuss of disturbing the uniform. Now, what do you guys want to do? Close the coffin. Close, said sarcophagus. Yeah, that was easy. Bumping the coffin, the lid slams, and you hear the crunching of bone. Shit. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> no. no one will judge us. We're the only ones here. That's Sorry. right. Sorry, let's just, I'm just kidding. We close the sarcophagus okay. and leave it as we found Wheeling Barkley around, Sir Winston charges out of the dungeon. Yeah. All right. Winston, why are you in such a place? He's already gone. Too far. <laughs> sure. yeah. Oh, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. All right. You guys leave the tomb? Yes. All right. Um, as I leave, you know, I'll put my hand on the sarcophagus and say, I hope that we are the last that disturbs your slumber and exit out. Okay. Uh Gildavarsh, your mechanical companion? Oh, yeah, we should probably talk to that bastard. <laughs> I'm more than willing to throw an axe at it. 
Uh, let's hold off. It tried to warn us about whatever gases issue from it, so I don't think it's. I don't think it means any harm. It seems it may have had more to tell. Hmm. Perhaps it, it may be worth coming back to it at another date. Does anyone know anyone who is familiar with clockwork mechanicry? Perhaps we knowledge local. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I know a guy. His name is Bob. I'm really good at stabbing shit. I got a feeling we're all really good at stabbing shit. Yeah, I, I think we have a, a, a we fairly have a dominance in stabbing shit of a very exacting skill set. All right, so I think we just bomb out. Right. Uh, leave that thing in the corner since we can't really get to it. Does it hurt us by being near it again? It has a 10-foot radius of an acid cloud. Every round you spend oh. in the radius, you have to make a reflex save for half damage against acid damage. So unless you can get to ground zero and, like, disable device it, then, yeah, I you're going to take consistent damage. Yep. Nope. I don't think there's anything we do. Except maybe mention it to Alcasti. Yeah, that's, that's about it, I think. Now, one could argue that the cloud took time to build up from ground zero and it's doing far less damage than, you know, like outporting around as it puffs out new acid, not quite as condensed as in a contained room. Mm-hmm. But you would still, you know, to get to it, to man, like right at that last square, even if I reduce the radius or thin the gas or whatever, playing around with this thing is still dangerous. Yeah, no, I think at, level, at this point, uh, once I'll cast the know that it exists. Yep. It's on his property. It's his problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Then, gentlemen, you return to your horses. I cart uh, Barkley back up. Yeah, cart cart him back up? What? Yeah. Reattach the cart to his saddle. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Okay. Well, it's people. Carting the body of El Tapo. All right. Um, was there anybody else? Did we find any other carcasses? Carcassi? Negatory? You do find saddles and saddle bags askewed to the side outside of the tomb chuck them in the cart any uh chains any kind of equipment like that that may be resistant to acid i'm wondering if we couldn't jury rig some kind of a sling and take the bird with us is there drag a, it at a distance you mean drag our yeah. acid cloud yeah. behind us that's kind of a not a bad idea nobody gonna be following us is, is there a actual um container I was going to say, it might be like a sled. You just drag the birds, going to be nothing left but an eyeball by the time you get back to freaking Opera. Is there an urn or a box? Yes, that, there, are, there are urns here that can contain it. Oh, sweet. Uh, Don't do it, um, man. Slam time. <laughs> slam time. Oh, So you got to jump on the owl, slap it into an urn, yes. try to keep it sealed, and on the yes. back of Barkley's cart it goes, that kind of thing? Yes. All right. Uh, No. Okay. You can carry it if you want to. You're not putting an acid <laughs> cloud on the back of Barkley's cart. They so, gotta, these guys got to deal. I want somebody to say we have to deal with acid cloud behind you all the time. No, no, no. I got this. Hey, Gildervarsh. Yes? Hold this. He hands you an urn with the lid off. All right. So I've got the urn in one <laughs> hand, lid in the other. This is going to hurt. <laughs> Pop. All right. So you jump into the zone, grab and, it. I'm, I mean, try to be gentle about it because it looks like it's super messed up. I don't want to break it. Okay. And if we're going to take damage, you know, six seconds worth of burn is no different it, from. I, I, I can't just throw him into this by himself. I do 100% back him up if there's anything I can do to kind of help push him into the acid cloud. <laughs> you know what? Let's just let's just go it. for it. Let's just go for it. Uh, so if he hands me the urn, I just walk up and try to gently scoop it up and then cap it. 
And well, he I'm was going to run up and grab it and like put it in the urn for you, so you actually okay. had the less lesser threat, I believe, was the. Uh, so so we both get burnt. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, we're all together. Caring okay. is sharing. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, any other precautions? He's just going to grab and stuff. Yeah. Um. I. You. I'm sure. I'm uh, sure the guild of ours is kind of fairly frilly. I'm tough as nails, dude. No, I mean frilly, as in you have like um plumes. Um, He's saying your armor has you extra my, ascots my and things, you know, to make yeah. you look a little posture. My, my you have finery. A, you have a kerchief, right? I do indeed have a kerchief. Doesn't any gentleman? I can I rip that off him. Hey, fucker! <laughs> I need this. So he, he he tears this kind of you know pink embroidered thing that I had half stuffed under my armor. That was given to me by Lady Seroth. <laughs> Fool! I need this, Gildavarsh. To hold the owl that spews forth acid. But, but, all right, fine. The damage is done. You've soiled it with your dirty hands. <sighs> Stuff it in the urn. Let's be gone. All right. Reflex save for Bartholomew as you drape the kerchief over the top of the owl and uses it to sort of scoop it up. And Thanks. As quickly and as delicately dropping it into the urn as possible. Uh, reflex saving of. Oh, if I need one, I failed. I got 11. I, that's an eight reflex save. All right. Despite your failure, gentlemen, the fact that the cloud had built up was most of its threat. And the fact that Gildervarth was manhandling it and opened the door and, you know, there's that sort of like last puff. But the last smack on the wall might have broken it a bit more. And you each suffer only a point of damage at this point. Each. I definitely give the man sounds of pain. Ah! Okay. Even, even if it's, ex- it's exacerbated, I own me, it. Me too. You grab it. You start. <laughs> you start screaming. You know, and just as you turn towards Varth, this thing winds up again. Don't be a. And as you just pluck it down into the urn, wussy. <laughs> caps it. <laughs> Quickly seal it. Uh, the mental image I just got was brilliant. For that half orc picking up the thing, going ah, and turning around and facing Gildervarth, and Gildervarth looking at him and going ah. <laughs> guys are like playing hot potato with this. <laughs> I feel bad enough already. So we'll, complex. I know, right? So we'll carry the urn out, empty out one of the. Did you say there were saddlebags and saddles, or no? Yeah. Oh. Um, we had established that Scariso, when he dragged his butt out there, uh, was going to free some horses and take their water. And you know what I mean? You couldn't maintain the five of you, all the horses that were left. Okay. Or the four of you. So you, like, you know, stripped them, set them free, kept the gear. But then you're not going to ride back to town with, like, four or five saddles. So I just assumed you that, dumped That you know. just looks suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, course. thank you for not metagaming. But if you remember, I'm pretty Pull sure you stripped it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll empty out one of the saddlebags. Okay. Stuff the urn in there. Yeah. Okay. Now I got to carry this thing out any water these things carried is gone any food and feed probably also gone because he used it on the last remaining horse there is a couple of gear items that are too bulky for like a person but going into a dungeon they would want to like take the rope with them they would want to take this they would want to take that kind of thing right Mm -hmm. now interesting enough uh tapo has his armor and his bow and a quiver half full of arrows still on him but his actual personal backpack is gone. And, you know, the proverbial gear from the horse and stuff also gone. That yeah, mage probably stole it all. All right. Well, I think we've got what we came for. I got you a bunch more arrows. Put them back. Pardon? Put them back. 
They were his possession. They are his for life. And his death. I understand you very well. He like nods. They, it's not like they saved Tapo's life. Oh, too soon? Too, too soon. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, but no. <laughs> I saved you that point. Moving on. Yes. Let's get out of here. Journeying back to Opera, gentlemen. You know, on the long ride back, I turn and look at Leon. Well, that was relatively easy. I'm not sure why those other guys failed. <laughs> I feel like this may have had something to do with it, and he pulls out the feather. Yeah, we should have somebody take a look at that. Perhaps it offers clues to who this master was, the cowled figure. Indeed. Winston grabs the feather out of his hand. <clears throat> Never seen one like this before. Hands it back. It's a big bird. Knowledge nature check of seven. This is not from a bird. It's certainly a bird-like creature, but the way the wing has evolved... Sorry, did you say seven? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we we don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. This is a large feather that you have never seen before. You're not even... At seven, you're not even... This is not a feather. This is not from a... (laughs) Yeah. First, you think he's very in-depth going, this is not from an ordinary bird. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's a feather. What was a rock doing down there? Yeah. (laughs) This is a replica of a feather. All right. Ladies dressing gown. (laughs) It's drawing of a feather. As you guys reminisce and catch up approaching the north gate of opera known as the lion's gate marked so by two huge white alabaster animated stone lions which lounge about and occasionally proudly roar at passerbys that enter underneath them knowledge history knowledge local gentlemen i have neither knowledge local of six but knowledge history of 22 uh, knowledge local of nine. History. Your history serves you well, sir. Leon. Commissioned by the city's wizards a long time ago. They have actually fallen into disrepair, as it were, because they are no longer tended directly by the wizards who made them. Bit of a scandal, and somebody had to skip town. The lions, still animated, spend most of their days just lounging about on top of the gate, but they do once in a while like the days of old, give the mighty roar, reminding those that Taldor was once great and still has the potential to be great again. After all, a white lion is on the Taldor's standard. Speaking of historical Taldor, two great canals that once dotted the countryside have now fallen into disrepair, still channel directly through the city walls in a great Y shape, congregating at the center of the Imperial Square, right close to the palace itself, and then a single canal heading in a direct line towards the grand bridge that spans the Selen River. Canal Row, where one of your friends, whose parlors you like to dwell upon, overlooking, is one of the poshest neighborhoods in all of Taldor. Having real estate along the canal is not only in fashion, but marks one of rather high station. <clears throat> Shall we all go take, partake to the stumbling night? You can have a Mexican funeral where you prop up Tapo and bring out his birthday picture and <laughs> drink with him. <laughs> that sounds like a fantastic idea. 
This wasn't the second. It wouldn't be the first time uh, that this podcast has had a body left outside. Why even Tapo himself brought? <laughs> he wouldn't have wanted it this way. He. Oh my god! I just realized it was Tapo <laughs> that carted the last body. You know, he would have wanted this to go out this way to be left outside in the horse while the rest of us drank. Ourselves. Hakuna Matata. It's the circle of death. Oh god. Um, I, that's such. Um, I'll actually head to my house. I wish you well, but I do feel I must return as return to my home as well. Yes, and Winston Winston just ignores it and heads in the direction of who would he be dropping it off to? Who's Tapo's family? No idea. Uh, Winston's just going to head off to Alcastes, uh, considering he's his patron and he'll know what to do with the body. Okay. And the the um, medals of honor and valor and whatnot. Funny enough, he usually contacts you. He always finds you guys hanging out whether private message and bringing you to this guy's parlor, knowing where you guys hang out here, the places you, you know, regularly frequent. But he's never actually given you a personal address. He has given you a way to contact him, though. Okay. What is this way to contact him? If you go over towards the Grand Bridge District on the edge of the Narrows, a very shanty town, part of town, in a dark alley, there is a small seedy tavern. And apparently you can leave word with the tavern owner there that you wish to contact him. Seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what could be uh, amiss with this? Uh, shady? Um, yeah, not wanting to go it alone. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, Barkley? I mean, I, I figure we're all kind of traveling as a group to kind of get this thing done. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll go with him for that. At least I will. Business first and all. All right. Leave word. Find the tavern. Leave yep. word. Do you want to wait at the tavern, or do you want to just tell the tavern owner where you guys can be found? Yeah, we totally do that. Be like yeah. back to the posh lounge. Right. Okay. Yeah. The intention I was thinking, and then the weekend at Bernie's. A servant to go send that message. It's up to you. No. I'll make the trek. No, no, no. <laughs> so Bar- Barkley, um, Winston is more of a hands-on kind of guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to involve servants because typically they're like family. So. Hmm. I, see, I <laughs> go back to Lord, Lord undisclosed name, Father. I need you to run this message for me. You're doing well, no, Dad. No, 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 not straight to Father. Okay. The head servant messenger. Yes, but I, I, I got you. I, I feel it. I, kapla. Kapre- kapla. Perhaps this is a good time to disclose to our audience. Where in the city or outside the city you would each call home. Now, Lord Gildevarth, with revealing his family standard, also talked about his estates in the north. Winston, a flashback hinted at, you know, a former employer, and it's been kind of noted that you've sort of been on your own living about the city and living off of Barclay's winnings. Yep. And it is you that actually is the first or closest member to our undisclosed patron of the parlor whom we like to hang out. And through you, the, the, everybody else seems to know each other. But the Vinmark family has a strong presence through the Alfen Guard. And they have holdings in the city that Leon is welcome to stay at. But Leon, is that where you actually stay? Is that what you call home? Our, my home would be one of the ones that is uh, uh, near, near towards the holdings of the Alfen Guard, but more on the outskirts. Uh, but at the moment, I'm my first mission is to head toward... Lord, please don't split the party. I find three episodes to get us all back together. <laughs> uh, hearing from the wizard that apparently Sigurd was a member of this previous party and has not since been seen, 
I would like to make sure that I can find out some more information about that. If I can find his body and bring that back as well, that would be preferable. You found no trace of Sigurd Vinmark in the tomb. Hmm. The illusionist under Alcasti's employ, a man by the name of Scariso, still might be within the city. Perhaps you can find more about from him. But all you found was Tapo and a lot of questions in that tomb. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to go. My next mission would be, would be to find this wizard, Scarizo, which I assume means I have to wait for Alcasti. You can gather information around the city. You know his name. Oh, yeah. Let's cut good. out the middleman, sure. Sure. You can, sp- you can spend 1d4 hours in a cursor, you know. Okay. And I'm back in town, so I have. Yeah, so while coming, you said if you want to look for Scariso on your own while still waiting for Alcasti or word from him anyway, that's fine. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. You guys have already sent word to Alcasti that um, that you have returned with Tapo's body, the treasures he sought. Bartholomew, you wish to return home. Where do you call home these days? The Dunaldagon Estates. And where are they? Um, they're close to the apex of the rivers. Oh, right on Canal Row near the Imperial Square? Correct. Quite a prominent family with, I would assume, a long history of soldiers being trained and barracking over at Woodbreaker Hill, where the militia, as it were, the the Taldor, Tal, sorry, the Talden Flanix, as yeah. the large shield and spear bearing, bearing soldiers are called, and the Talden Horse, which is what they call their cavalry. Correct. And Winston. Winston gets around. He hops from <clears throat> establishment to establishment. Yeah. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. He has a permanent quarter at the at the arena. All right. But it's just basic barracks. Where are we stashing the body until we hear from Romeo? Um, well, the arena would probably be close to the center of town, wouldn't it? Where was it? Oh, no, it was way off to the one side there. Can you take a body and have it embalmed, prepared, that kind of thing? Is it like a morgue? <clears throat> a taxidermist? <laughs> Imagine the arena. <laughs> we should have Tapo taxidermied. And then he can come with us on all of our adventures. <laughs> ah! Stay back, men. They have an archer at the ready. <laughs> tap tapping that drawn bow pose. No, no, but seriously, I mean, take him to like a morgue or something and have the body dressed. Is there something like that? Yes, it's called a temple. Okay. Do, do, do we know his faith? Do, do we know any temples? Do we have a relationship with any temples in the city? Oh, yeah, we do. Ooh, I know a temple. Oh, yeah, those, yeah. those guys that stole our shit! Get them! <laughs> <laughs> Sir Lord Gildevar, didn't you give a large, generous donation as compensation for, you know, absconding with the artifact of Herena Casti's bus in the Church of Arodin? Yeah. In the- yeah, so we'll, uh... I, I know a guy. <laughs> and we'll... <laughs> We'll take uh, Father Vilkas. Yes, up to Father Vilkas's, the Church of Arrowden, and see if he can't. Why he clean, would be delighted, up a bit. delighted to see the dead stuff. body of the man that intimidated him and treated him like dirt. He'd be absolutely thrilled. It's karma. Yeah, I mean, at its at its purest. So you guys are actually going to take the body of Tapo to Father Vilkas and ask if he can, you know, store yeah, like, store and turn the body or something. Because I assume he's a bit odorous at this point. A scutin. A little liquidy. I'm assuming they're a little bit low on spells since their god is no longer granting them, being dead and all. Oh, they can schmooze somebody. But they will store the body for you. We're just looking for like a salt pack and like an ice pack. There are alchemists in the city. There are, you know, narrowers. Well, there are narrowers. likely to 
sample from the goods. You know what I, I mean? I mean, you guys were just at a CD tavern that has something to do with Romeo, and he, he's going to want the body in the law. You know, you just I was waiting for you guys to go and go. Well, just ask the tavern order, right? The guy left a message with. And here's proof we've returned. Store this body. We got it. Now I think we'd best dump him off with the Temple of Arrowden, and if uh, all right, our employer wants him, okay. he knows where he is. All right. How many temples of Arrowden are there? There's one. I, I think the one. Okay. The, the Basilica of right. the Last Man. Right. So Winston and Barkley cart the corpse there. Okay. A familiar-looking half-elf is out front, sweeping the front step, <laughs> oh, mutt- muttering to himself. Was it? Does it look like a roughed up half elf? Uh, if memory serves you, or sorry, uh, if memory serves Winston and uh, Gildervarth, yeah. because the rest of the two of you went home. Correct. <laughs> yeah. This looks like the half elf with sandy blonde hair that was sort of a ward of the church. They were sort of looking after him. He wasn't quite right in the head and he is here to be sort of looked after and healed up. Uh, he's a little skittish, you know. Rough him up. Yep. But he is, he is wearing the acolyte robes of Aroden. He is young man. He's, yeah. Can't tell with half-elves. They always look youthful, but um, anyway. He takes note of your approach, stops sweet, sweeping, and just kind of cocks his head at you guys. You do note, though, as you approach the stairs, he does sort of turn his head to the side and mutter something and make sort of a padding motion as if he's telling somebody to wait. But there's nobody there. You guys come up. Take us to Father Villicus, please. Yes, of, of course. Um, please wait here just a moment, please. And he runs inside with his broom. A little while later, he comes out with Father Vilkas. Father Vilkas looks you guys over and recognizes Lord Gildevarth. Ah! Father Vilkas remembers you, Lord Gildevarth, and your generous donation, and inquires, has perhaps Lord Elcasti, you know, cooled down and um, given second thoughts to keeping the, um, the bust of Heronia. It did bring the church honor. She was a worshiper of Aradin, perhaps you could garner, you know, retrieving the item. Uh, you know, as, as he kind of starts in that, I'll, I'll kind of cut him off. I wish it were gladder tidings that brought us here, Father Vilkas. It seems Tapo has fallen. We were under contract, and he, f- he fell in the line of duty. We were hoping that you could take care of the body. I'm, I'm sorry, who? Tapo. Pulling back and revealing the dead man's face, he remembers. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. May he's with Aroden now. My God's dead. Your friend's dead. I guess they could be a little blessing. He he seems concerned about your grief. He doesn't seem too worried that the guy's dead. That's for sure. Um, yes. Um, the, the, there is a matter. He says, and he kind of pulls you aside away from the halfling in the body, and he says, um, the um, <clears throat> the um, the high priest of the temple, Father Bastry, has recently learned of uh, you and Alcasti. Um, requesting the item and it was he that refused Ocasti initially um, and I did tell him of your generous donation and your actions and your help in the lower catacombs but he still was rather upset with us that we let Alcasti take the bust with them if and now you're asking us to intern the body of a man that sort of helped with that venture you see how I'm sort of in a bind here I'll, I'll put my hand on his shoulder no I'm asking you to take care of a, an honorable man. Would you mind using diplomacy on me? 
He looks down at your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need a diplomacy check. I'm not so easily swayed in this. You know. Let's just gold or proper diplo- b- 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 diplomacy rolls. <laughs> diplomacy rolls. Oh, you, you poor, poor man. He's still the worst you remember. Yes. <laughs> uh, 32. Yes, he straightens uh, up. He, he, if you say he was, then I, I believe you. And Aroden, as a mortal, was the most honorable of men. Of course, I, I will look after it. I reach into my own purse and, and count out the meager coins that I have. Honor doesn't pay what it should anymore and give him, you know, the last 20 gold that I have. Okay. Ho- hopefully this covers I, the I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I couldn't. No, hey, that's only 19. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, yes, of course, he will receive the best care that we could possibly manage. Thank you. All right. Turn back to the group. Kind of nod my head like shit just got done. Now who's buying me a drink? We have a fallen brother. Let us drink what he could not. First round's on me, boys. Um, excuse me, says the half-elf, kind of popping back out of the door and really, really nervously looking over his shoulder, but not like looking behind him. He's like looking towards the edge of the stairs, sort of back towards where Sir Winston is. Yes, boy. Excuse me. Speak up. Um, your, your friend pointing at the dead man. Um, he's, he's, um... He wishes to be burnt at a proper Olfen funeral. So be it. Okay. To your knowledge, Tapo was not Olfen. Mm-hmm. He was actually a proud Taladian noble like yourself. <laughs> a bit of a D-bag. He did put the D in Taladian, but he was not an Olfen warrior. What, what makes you think he was Olfen? He neither looks it nor dresses the part. Um, um, it's, it's part of my penance that I, I don't speak of how I know. I just, I just know. Please trust me. I refuse to trust the words of a halfwit unless he tells me from where these ideas came. He pulls you further away. Father Vilskis at this point had like, you know, oh yes, thank you, accepted your money and kind of went towards Winston and the body and is talking with them. Mm -hmm. He says, um, points at your shield. He says, I too once worshipped Saren Ray. He says, as once did my love, the woman who trained me in her ways of the goddess. He says, she was taken from me. And for a time after that, she walked with me. I could hear her. He says, looking up, almost embarrassed. Thanks to Father Vilkis, he has quieted my mind and I no longer hear her voice. He says, but standing here, I heard a proud young Alfin man demand that his body be found, which I believe you just have, and he be burnt with honor in the Vilmark tradition. I'm sorry, I don't quite know what that means, but he's very loud about it. There was another that was with him, an Ulfin. Is there any chance that you may be receiving whispers about that one? I no, no, whis- not not whispers. No, I'm I'm sorry. I I shouldn't be talking about this. I I have to go. And Vil- like Vilkas is coming back to him, going, "No, no, you know, don't bother the good the good rich lord. He's been very helpful. You know, take the go inside. You know, he's just kind of shooing him off of you, and he just seems sort of cattled away before you get your answer." Give the priest a long, hard kind of side eye. The poor boy. He's not um, dim-witted or half-witted. He's actually quite smart, quite a studious young man, but he suffers from these terrible delusions of lost loved ones and, and spirits around every corner, so to speak. It's, it's quite sad. Well, sometimes it's the mind's way of dealing with sorrow is to hang on. Hopefully... He will find it in himself to forgive himself. I, I believe that someone, a loved one, came to a tragic end, and he may have had a direct hand in it. 
I believe this has shattered the young man's mind, and we are giving him what aid he can. Anyway, let's not dwell on those matters. Please, bring your comrade inside, and we will look after him. And with that, the camera slowly pulls back further and further. It's the two cavaliers bringing their dead comrade inside. And as the doors close, the scene pulled way out. There is, just on the edge of sight, another figure standing alone on the steps of the dead god, Aerodin, and then dissipates into nothingness.